is good, Divine Pill family? Listen, I did want to come back with this super cute, super fluffy, like adorable, hey, I'm back. I've made up my mind. This is where I'm going. This is where the channel is going. But I, I just couldn't help myself. So you can see by the title, I'm pretty sure I'm going to um, title it, Why the Church Will Never, and I'm going to put it in caps, Why the Church Will Never and in particular, the black community, N-E-V-E-R, why they will never, okay, advocate for black femicide rates. There are two dynamics that are going on in, in place, and, and the church actually does contribute to uh, one of the components, but um, I... the. I'm going to, uh, with me re-entering um, and having a little bit of time, the time off has really helped me to get clarity with what I want for the channel. It has changed from when I originally started. I wanted to document my journey on a twin flame journey. And then it's like, if I could, if I remember 116, I'll come in and put in the like reverse like da -da 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 -da. like that's not what happened and so you see me evolve and grow and start to explore and analyze what it means to be a divine feminine am i divine feminine what does it mean you know what do all these different things mean and self-awareness and consciousness um and so, but with that, I've also learned some things behind the scenes like how to use the wordpress and how to um kind of create more of a blog nature but on my other social media, I had highlighted um, the church's role and hand in um, domestic violence, okay? Uh, one of the, and so, you know what, I probably, yeah, I did, I did, um, I can probably replicate the results and turn it into the blog compartment compartment when I do these podcasts. Um, it links it to my WordPress and it and I can convert it to what's what you'd consider a blog. And then that's where I can really um, drive home some points or really um, cite my sources and the information that I'm getting the information from because this is not I'm not just pulling this out of my rear end type of a thing I'm very well studied and I like to back my stuff up with stats and numbers and like I said I'm very analytical um very woo woo but also very analytical and I like to examine things and so I actually know where I can go and replicate the results but there was a study that was showing how um the church's role in domestic violence is that time and time and time, and I have seen it. And that's, you know, I have different layers and different moments of realization when I was in that community for, you know, every reason to leave. And I think it wasn't until it really hit home to me, you know, kind of like with every other it's human nature. I think it's human nature for you to see things happening around you, but it's not until it hits home that now, you know, you want to affect it, right? You, that now that now you want to be vocal about it. So I would see, you know, how they would treat, you know, women who've been victimized, raped, you know, um, tell them to forgive that person. I have seen, um, just about every scenario, 
Um, and even more currently, you would think in 2020, 2019, 2020, 2021, still telling people, and I have seen it for both men and women, you know, I remember my stomach just turning. This was end of last year. I was trying to follow this male content um, creator and he's on his spiritual journey. He's doing his thing, but I actually had to subscribe because I, part of it, and, and, it, and it is what it is. Allow me to, to just be human and I, I don't want to be hurtful. But um, he shared how he had been molested. Okay. And his whole thing was his aunts and uncles and his pastor told him to forgive the person who molested him. And um, it made me sick to my stomach. This was end of last year. He was sharing his story and it just, it really bothered me. I Obviously he's still healing. I don't know to what degree you can ever really fully recuperate from that type of thing. Um, I have heard, even when it comes to, for example, with, um, was it the John Claude guy that his, his, um, his brother and his mother and his father forgave the person who shot and killed him. And even hugged the police officer. When I tell you, I was repulsed to my stomach. But anyways, coming back to the domestic violence, um, there are stats. So I am going to hold myself accountable. It will take me some time. We are facing longer days coming in. And like I said, I'm um, learning how to use the platform and to get the, the material. So now in the future, when I get the sources, when I get the articles, I'm just going to create the blog and then I can come back and do the audio that I need to. But um, I, I'm going to I'm going to make a, another podcast um, that is going to be associated with the WordPress. And I'm going to cite the research that shows that churches contribute to domestic violence. They advocate for that person to go back to try to work it out. They'll tell them to pray, right? I've I've went into extensive um, talks about how part of the reason that there's so much depravity in the church is because the, the locus of control lies outside of yourself. And um, I won't go into it here, but when you have that locus out of control, locus of control outside of yourself, you're always going to be depraved. You're always going to be degenerate. You're always going to be low vibrational because you're going to just be basically like a plant or an animal. Okay. Um, and so part of the consciousness movement is understanding that the locus of control lies within yourself. You can make decisions. You can choose to react. You can choose how to respond. You can choose to make things better. You can use your hands and feet to change the life around you. You can create, you can build, or you can choose to destroy, right? And so um, they they will tell the, the victim to pray, Okay, and what's happening in many instances is these women, which surprisingly, I think it's, you know, again, um, when you talk about how in the church, the women are the most, they are the number one patrons, right? The most churches are are women dominated, right? Um, But that being said, it's it's a patriarchal system. And um, even one of my new, newer, more current favorite psychologists, um, Upton Sinclair, talks about how the um, church 
is used by the wealthy to employ those who are weak-minded, right? Those who are degenerate, those who are depraved, right? Um, those who are unenlightened, right? And so it helps to keep that structure between the rich and those in power and those who are basically poor, right? Unenlightened, uncivilized in some cases, right? But um, I say all of that to say it's interesting how, um, and so that will actually really segue into my second point, which is especially in the Black community, we have this thing called Black male worship, right? So when you juxtapose that, right, or put an intersection between how a male-dominated, you know, religion, right, um, encourages you to forgive domestic violence, um, to try to work it out, to pray for it, to keep going back to your situation. And the irony of it being that most church patrons are women, right, it's just so crazy but in the black male community what you will see is maybe you might see the pastor go out and talk a little bit about police brutality and that type of thing so because we have been talking about police brutality and the sentencing and the you know um school to prison pipeline for um black men there is no way in hell that they're going to now turn around and advocate for their women no way in hell. <laughs> I'm telling you, I came out of it. Um, I'm going to probably have a conversation with this about my parents because they're still in the church. God bless them. They are, they are out of their their years at this point. Um, I don't think that me calling the church secretary and saying, hey, um, if I put together a program to discuss Black femicide in the community, would it be, you know, can I hold? No way. Absolutely not. Because when you talk about Black femicide, you're starting to understand and realize that these Black women are dying at the hands of Black men. And so it's just so ironic to me that even though they're the ones paying their tithes, women are the most lowest. They they have the least, like, less pay. They're at the bottom of the totem pole. Totem pole. It's first it's the Asian man, then it's the white man then it's the, you know, like, um, white woman, then it's the black man, and then it's the, it's the black woman, but they will still pour billions on um, the last report that I saw. And I, like I said, I'm looking forward to this and going into this with even more energy and more laser vision focus and understanding of how to use my platform and my skills. Um, when I start to see these articles, I'm going to start putting them in the WordPress for the blog component. So you can see this, the citations and the sources, but the last report I saw, I want to say it was last year, um, we have poured, and this is mostly women, This and, and again, this is mostly Black women, have poured $80 billion, $80 billion in tithes and offering into churches. And part of the thing that just makes that absolutely egregious is the those communities that they're in, they are not better. $80 billion, and there's no accountability to what they have done in those communities. They have not reduced crime. They have not reduced um, domestic violence. They have not in increased employment. They have not increased literacy for children. None of it, okay? They have basically raped financially 
the women of their church. And now it's like it already creates a culture for domestic violence. And it already and now it's like they're not going to advocate for the black femicide rates. Even though there's not a lot of black men that are in these churches, like I said, you can pull up the stats, but most churches are comprised of majority women. And like I said, as I'm working forward, I will pull the stats and I will show you. Majority of churches are comprised of women and black women, but they will not turn around and say, you know, talk about the domestic violence and they will not talk about the femicide rates. And it's to the point where every six hours, a black woman is being killed. I have talked a lot about how um, once I came into the awareness, it's things like, you know, the the, the two-day-old baby that the um, her father, the, the, the mother had just taken her. She was two days old, okay, had taken her to the hospital because something was wrong with her. And on the way back, the father um, ambushed the mother, shot her to death. And usually what we're finding too is that the women that are being killed, there are multiple gunshots, right? Multiple gunshot wounds. And so, and then took her and threw her into the river, his own daughter. This is, these are at the hands of black men, right? Um, there's another one. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the divine feminine components and the traits. And I want us to move away from the, you know, it, it's funny to me because I've noticed, like I said, I left the church. I've also left a couple of other things, right? Um, but um, when, when, and I, I might just, get kicked out of the divine feminine community too, the way things are going, because, because I can see the similarities of what's happening in the church and spirituality. So we will have black male worship with the divine masculine. We will say the divine masculine can, you know, forgive him for not paying child support, forgive him for not coming around and see your children. Like we, we have normalized or well, I was a part of the community, but I, I, I've exited out of that. Um, but at one point, I was part of that community that was saying, like, it's normal. It's okay for, for third-party situations. And then what happens is we have these starseed babies, right? And it's like, at this point, I feel the same way that I do about the spiritual community that I do about the Black community. Okay, we have sucked, effed, and licked, and kissed and stuffed with everybody that we want to and and you know in terms of even in the spiritual world right third party situations and whatnot and obsessed with the with the with the man because remember I was talking about black male worship and why we'll never have femicide rates we'll never discuss those femicide rates in a black church ever if you do I would gladly okay I'm going to try to remember to keep the comments open. If I forget to leave the comments open, put it in another comment, and I will read that article showing how a church is addressing um, Black femicide rates, okay? Gladly, because I will be willing to share the spotlight with anything that's high vibrational or brings lights to those things or advocates for those things. These are all Age of Aquarius themes, humanitarian humanitarianism, social justice issues, right? So if there are um, high vibrational churches, because I've been talking about how there's a separation of the wheat from the chaff, 
right? I've been talking about how there are men out there that are not ascribed to the divine masculine um, title who are on mission, who are making a difference, who are giving back to their community, right? Who are caring, compassionate, emotionally intelligent, right? That's those I will gladly highlight, right? Um, but up until this point, that there are several things that I know that I have made bets on that my money is safe on. I've shared with you stories about how, you know, I have that one friend that tells me, oh, black and brown, you know, black and brown are so mistreated and black or brown are discriminated against. And I said, listen, there is no black and brown alliance. This whole thing about um, feminism and, and I'm not opposed to feminism. My problem with when you talk about the sisterhood is white women don't give a SHIT about black women. They don't. I didn't see any white women, you know, advocating for what happened with um, Brianna Taylor Wright. And maybe that's part of it because over within the last two years, I've started to just take inventory of who the people in my surroundings are. Okay. But I haven't seen any white women um, talk about the police brutality that happened with Brianna. So you can miss me with the black and brown alliance. You can miss me with the sisterhood and all women. Some of the most, one of the most ruthless bosses I ever had was a white woman. Like, miss me with that. But um, let me kind of just wrap up and say, so black male worship happens in the in the black community it happens in the black churches there's no way in hell that they're ever going to if they do i will gladly i'm always going to be happy if you can show me the proof and and understanding that that's not going to be the precedence that's understanding that there's an example there and we need more and they need to be a trailblazer i'm not going to be one of those people who's going to out uh bring to you an outlayer and make it whitewash it over everything else. Don't even get me twisted. I'm not one of those. Don't, you know, let's not play dumb games and win stupid prizes. Like that's the energy I'm coming back with this on. Um, But we also have male worship in, in the spiritual community. Okay. And like I said, when I was talking about black male worship and even in the spiritual community, the similarities is, when you, it's one thing if you want to be dumb AF, okay, and I was one of them too, I'll, I'm holding my L. <laughs> I probably re, should re-upload that that um podcast where I talk about the reasons why I left. And I was being dramatic. I had fun. I, I'm not going to lie. Some of you, I know some of you, I saw the numbers. A lot of people <laughs> watched it, but I saw the numbers on on it. Um, and kind of spooked myself a little bit and pulled the the podcast back down. But I was being dramatic and and I but I did have fun with that one. But I say all that to say I'm holding my L too. But it's one thing, you know, for me to accept a a man, you know, ghosting and orbiting me. It's another thing when you start when you bring a child into into that life, you made that decision, he's been treating you poorly. And I think that me moving forward with this channel, I'm over the worship of, you know, an obsession of the man and that type of thing. I want true, clean, pristine qualities. And the same thing goes for even the black community. But let me just finish up with this one. So when it comes to children, now you have brought in a star seed child into this world and you are responsible and need to be accountable for that child and we're going to be talking about the divine feminine traits and you are executing pure 
poor judgment because the same ghosting and orbiting that he visited on you, he's going to visit it on that child. Okay. And that means he won't be there for the Christmases. He won't be there for the birthdays. He won't be there to teach them how to be, you know, a man or a woman. He's not going to be paying the child support. He's not going to care. You know, a, a lot of the times I, the sentiment I get is that, oh, the poor divine masculine is just grew up with no resources and no guidance. Listen here, neither did the divine feminines. Okay. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The same thing I see in, in the black community, I see it in the spiritual community. You know, if if black men were to tell it, only black men were getting lynched, only um they were picking cotton. No, black women were out there pregnant, picking cotton too. Black women were getting lynched, pregnant also. Black women were being torn from limb to limb. You know, we were being burned and set on fire. We were enslaved right along there with you. So this whole idea of like, oh, only black men are struggling and only they have the right to ghost you and be uncertain and to have third party situations. They can miss me with that. So um, I just really want to make sure I'm driving home my points, though, too, because it's funny when I come back after a while from the podcast, I've, I'm reminded that I sometimes need to have notes or or stay more on track. But I really want to make sure to drive home the point is it's one thing for you to accept that type of narcissistic abuse. But when you bring in a child into that narcissistic behavior, now you have set up that child to be in a situation where if you thought you had abandonment issues, if you thought you had attachment issues, if you thought that you became a certain type of person because of, of your relationship with your parents and you introduced to a starseed baby, and I want to start talking about this a little bit more because we do have an accountability to the future generations that are coming, right? The indigo babies, the rainbow babies, all of it, right? Crystalline babies, you introduced that into their epigenetics. So now you gave them an uphill, spiritual uphill cocktail of epigenet of rotten epigenetics that they have to now fight against, right? Instead of you choosing something for your for your child that's gonna help them in life, you already know how difficult it is. You're going to put trash into their epigenetics and into their spiritual journey okay and introduce to them what it means to overcome your father not coming around because he didn't care about you what makes you think he's going to care about his child right now your child is going to have tears on their pillow when he doesn't come around for christmas when he doesn't come around for their birthdays when he's not paying the child support when he's not coming around to check on them and making sure that their personal development is intact and coming in the home and making sure that they're okay and spending quality time with them. The same way that he thinks it's okay for you to be. And, and so I hope you're kind of picking up why I'm saying all these things. The same way that you were struggling and still going to work and still showing up in other areas of your life and still being loving and still being forgiving and still being sympathetic, Right. He, and him not caring about that and thinking that it's excusable for him to go and leave and abandon you and discard you while he figures stuff out for the rest of his life. Because guess what? All of us are still figuring out stuff for the best for the rest of our life. The only person I could say that, that was pretty much damn near perfect was my my um, grand aunt. She lived to 99 years old. 
right? But even with my parents, I'm, I'm in the middle. I have a younger generation behind me and I have my parents. Love them to death and they're still figuring things out because guess what? You have children, you have empty nester, you retire. There's different phases of life. You, you start to see loss of death around you. Watching your parents die, those are all different phases of the life and they are still be, you know, evolving and ascending as, as people. So the idea that they're going to be able to leave and discard and and figure stuff out and, and be completely reckless with the emotions of people all around them is just inexcusable. So, but those mindsets are permeated in the church too. So I kind of might have sounded like I was going off track, but um, going back to the title as we're closing out here, Churches are not going to address femicide rates because that means that they would have to, and this is regardless if they're Caucasian or we know Muslims won't do it, but no, I don't think any religion is going to touch femicide, but I think it's even more aggravated in the black community because that means that they're going to have to address domestic violence. That means that they're going to have to say, you know what? You're going to have to cut this person off. You're going to have to walk away from this person. And it's contradictory to the religion of forgiving. It's contradictory to the idea of praying. It's contradictory to the idea of having an outside locus of control. It's contradictory to holding that person accountable and saying, you are responsible. You don't lay your hands. You don't have to pray to some outside person. You are responsible for the Eden or the Blackistan that you create. And so as I'm wrapping up my points here, it's more aggravated in the Black community because we have the components of Black male worship, okay? And in some weird, sick way, like, male worship has creeped into, I think, the twin flame journey, right? So there's no accountability, there's coddling, and... Um, like I said, if, and you know, I, want, I really want to drive these points home. It, I think that we need to revisit that. Understand that part of my North Star is to analyze things. And um, like I said, you know, I this is stuff that I would want you to prove me wrong in. But let's not have the outliers or the one out of a hundred you know, mean that everything is fine. I will celebrate, you know, those are the trailblazers, those who are starting to to change the game and to highlight issues that we need to. But at this point, I'm going to tell you that there aren't going to be any churches that are going to address femicide rates because it means that now you have to look at the domestic violence, but in the Black church, um, the Black male component um, that that runs with that, um, it's not going to happen. Um, but I would like to see it happen. I think that um, I could probably see myself as an older woman, maybe on my on my rocking chair, you know, overlooking a valley somewhere. This is something that I don't think that it will be fixed in my lifetime. But I'm willing to be a voice for it, and I think that. Um, it's something to get the ball rolling and to get momentum going. But um, that's this is kind of just a screenshot of where things are right now. 
Um, and I stand on what I said. And like I said, you're welcome to, if, if you have somebody who's willing to address it, then you're a trailblazer, then you're in alignment with Age of Aquarius, which is about truth, veracity, humanitarianism, um, social justice. You can go back and look at my podcast before I talk about the different topics that will expand in the Age of Aquarius. Um, and so this is definitely the right time to see it. But the screenshot or the snapshot of what is happening right now is they're not going to touch it. And um, in many ways, the church has contributed to to that, right? So, <laughs> y'all, I am coming back in, but it's like, you know, I've cried and boohooed about my journey and love and all of that. But there are more serious issues. I think, you know, I want to protect um, I think the star seeds and the, the children that are coming up behind us, I want to revisit what it means to be a divine feminine and those traits. And I'll really want to put it to the test. Are we being wise? Are we being truly compassionate? Who, who, um, are we using our intuition? Right? Because I think that right now, a lot of things are just fluffy and remedial. And we're going around with this title talking about I'm a divine feminine, I'm this, but I'm encouraging third party situations. I'm not paying attention to what's happening to, to my starseed babies. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing anything to make a difference in my community. I'm not advocating or trying to make a rights. And, and like I said, we can revisit Age of Aquarius again in 2022, but having to do with truth, veracity, human rights, social justice, humanitarianism, right? So coming back with some smoke, regenerate, re rejuvenated. If I need to take breaks for my mental health, then I will do that. But I'm coming back in with fire and with smoke. Y'all can get it. All right. So um, I don't remember how to sign off anymore. Um, I do have some exciting stuff for you coming up. You'll want to stay tuned uh, on that one. Peace. Oopsie. Okay. So I just, um, normally after I podcast, I sit back and just make sure that I, I drove all of the important points home. Um, but there was a part where I was talking about, I have made bets, um, on certain things and I know my money will be safe on it. And I started to talk about how I have the friend who is always talking about black and brown alliance and there is no sisterhood between black women and white women at all. There is no alliance between the black and brown community or any other quote unquote minority community. And I wanted to just tie up the loose ends. I have said it before, but for those of you who are listening to this podcast or hearing me for the first time, that frame that was talking about brown, black and brown alliance, um, I just got fed up at one point. We were out at a nice restaurant and um she does like wine. And I told her, I said, I will buy you a glass of wine if you can tell me one person off the top of your head that is brown that has ever advocated for the Black community. And, you know, we like to bet. We like to play games like um different. We have like game night and stuff like that. And so after like five minutes, I started to be like, oh, <laughs> you know, because that, that's easy. You should have been able to just say, Oh, well then, yeah, well, let me call the waitress over here because you're about to pay for this high, you know, cost bottle of wine, whatever wine I want. So I said, I, I said, what? I tell you what, I will buy you a 
bottle of wine, the most expensive wine at that point, I think it was like going up to 500. I was like, I will even buy you up to a $500 bottle of wine. Like I will even go online and buy you a bottle of expensive wine. If you can tell me one brown person that has ever gone on in a news article or on TV or on YouTube or anything, a sound clip or a name of a brown person who has ever advocated for the black community that you know of. And listen, when I tell you this, that was like almost, if I say three years ago, that money is still sitting in my account. Okay. So like I said, like if, if this was a one-on-one thing, I, I would put a wager on this. Um, the only thing that I do kind of like, will hold myself with is I'm not saying that it will never happen. It will probably not happen in my lifetime. Um, but, but that change is needed, right? That change is needed. And I think that's the unfortunate part, you know, um, that we do need to address those types of issues. We do need to address domestic violence in the church. Um, I can actually, you know, I'd be willing to lose money if people could show me proof that churches are starting to address domestic violence, which would be fascinating to me because, like I said, it goes against their culture of forgiveness and praying. Um, So, but I would be fascinated to kind of study what that what that means and what what the language is surrounding that um but one thing that i i'm more certain or more confident that i will keep more money in my in my pocket and who knows i think that um at some point i probably will just be willing to to put like a hundred dollars like i'll put a hundred dollars unless somebody the first person who can show me proof that there is a church out there that you know, is addressing black femicide. Like, I feel like I would lose the bet. I would lose that $100 um, on a church show, you know, talking about domestic violence. But I'm pretty sure that money would sit there for like a good, like maybe a year, you know. Um, But on black femicide, listen, I will spend that money several times over, okay. Um, That $100 is safe. A black church talking about black femicide rates in the black community? Nah, that money is safe. Um, I just don't have a actual person in my circle that would want to defend that honor of that. Um, but I think that as I build my platform, that's something I'll be like, listen, here's $100. I will put this $100 in this account and this money's going to sit here <laughs> for the next 10 years. <laughs> Before a church, a black church addresses black femicide, and and as I get more money, then it, I'll I'll even keep raising it. Like I will, you know, I come back to my content. This is one of those where, like, even in three years from now, I'd be willing to put like ten thousand, ten thousand. Pretty sure no black church will ever address, and then I'll just continue to continue to um, increase it every year. It'll go from ten thousand to fifty thousand, and then five, six years from now, I'll make it a hundred thousand. There will never be a black church that will address black femicide rates. But like I said, I'm not just—I I grew up in the church, okay, and I already know the culture. I've been out of it for maybe like five years now, um, 
if if there's been a lot that has changed from since I've exited, then kudos or cheers to that. But I can tell you, even up until five years ago, they weren't. They were not five years ago. They were not addressing, and even the church that um. You know how this stuff works, but like um, I exited out of the parent church and went to like the one where the young people my age were, and they actually pay the, they're one of the number one churches that pay tithes. I mean, millions, millions of dollars. Okay. It's documented. It's all in the records. I remember one time I paid tithes, like $10,000 in tithes. Okay. So it's like... That was five years ago, and they weren't talking about domestic violence in the church. No, because then that would mean you're talking about not forgiving. That would mean that you're telling people not to stay praying about this, that you're not telling people to go to prayer meeting or to stick it out or to have compassion about those type of things. Like, if it has changed that much in five years, I, like I said, I'm, I'm going to wrap up here is this is the time for it. This is the time for people to trailblaze in it. I think that there'll be far and few between. There will be outliers, um, but it's an area that needs to expand for Age of Aquarius. It does need to be addressed, right? So I can only hope, but like I said, like there's stuff I'm willing to put my bottom dollar bottom dollar on and wager and if I lose then then happily I would pay it but yeah like that that um that bet for that bottle of wine like I'm telling you this is not somebody who who would just walk away from that but it's been three years since I had that conversation with her and that $500 for that bottle of wine ain't gone nowhere okay and the reason I would keep it that high is because I know her I I don't really want to be doing that for like online but like I said I think once like once I get my finances up even more yeah in three years I'd be willing to put 10,000 on on what I said like it's getting to the point where I can say stuff with my whole entire chest and put money behind it and I would just put that money in that account and just sit there and just wait for somebody to cite an article or something or show me something uh, about the things that I'm saying but I said like I said I'm very stats-based and um, analytical about stuff that's something I'm willing to to lose a bet on right I like there's stuff like uh, I think that when you get into this there's stuff that I would rather lose the war on like I would I would be happy to lose if I say you know man but some of those things are dark right it's sad because some of the things I was thinking about like we've been talking about femicide rates and it's like, I would love to be proven wrong that 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 Black femicide rates are not even an issue. But even when you look at my content, I've been posting the names of babies in particular. Like, that, that's where my most of my emphasis is. And also, you know, um, it's the it's like the, the six-month-old Grayson. Ah, I always forget his middle name. Grayson Fleming. I think his middle name was Fleming. Grayson Fleming Gray, six-month-old child, shot by a 19-year-old black boy, right? While he was in his toddler seat in his car. And I didn't have a picture of him at the time, but when I tell you he was every bit of a starseed baby, just beautiful. Beautiful. When I talk about um the girl, um Danielle. 
let me I put her name in here Danielle Hoyle right Danielle Hoyle is the girl that you you know she will carry a very special part in my heart for till I take my last breath Danielle Hoyle was that two-year-old two-day-old 24-hour-old no 48-hour-old you know two-day-old baby girl that was thrown into the river by her father her black father after she witnessed him shoot to death his mother okay if you if there were a way to not even have a bet on that type of stuff and show me that we weren't having black women and black children killed every six hours you know there's already um this would be a great time to to recommend it to but if you go to um let me just check here there's there's things like I've learned to kind of in some ways stay in my lane and bring my angles to it but there's already um people who are addressing every 6 hours if you go to black femicide america on instagram and I think they're also on facebook I'm not on I barely rarely go on facebook but um on Instagram, Black Feminicide America, every six hours they're posting, you know, and but but my specific niche is like I said, the Starseed babies, and I wanted to talk about conversations about how, you know, are are we categorizing ourselves as divine feminines and making these decisions, and um, and, and also, you know with that too because the reason I was saying that is I did get a little bit sidetracked there was a a a woman also that had they're horrific um and they're dark um mm. but um yeah let me get off of here because I need to go I was planning to say but um those those are things that I don't I don't always want to be right on I want to be optimistic and say, you know, if, if, if I were to lose $10,000 by saying that in 2024, 2025, zero black, you know, women and zero, excuse me, black children were killed. Listen, I would pay the 10 and, and whatever else and do a, a, a statement of retraction right that's not something that i want to continue to um to just bring up in vain i if anything i would like to see the numbers go down i would like to see it addressed i don't have the most hope for churches but i do have hope for individuals and the ways that we do things as individuals in our in the communities that will contribute to the collective but yeah that's not like if I were to hold my breath thinking that that would happen or wait for God to take care of it or to pray about it, no, nah, wouldn't happen.